In episode 518 with Dr. John Laurence, we are diving deep into the incredible molecule methylene blue, what it does, how it can help and support you, plus so many other really amazing health hacks that can help you optimize your health, and so much more. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide, Comparisonitis, and Time Magic. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited about this conversation because Dr. John Laurence is a wealth of knowledge and I absolutely love any opportunity I get to sit down with him. And for those of you that have never heard of him, he is a naturopathic physician, chiropractic neurologist, and author who has been in private practice in Florida for 27 years. He is the scientific advisor for MitoZen Scientific and heads up Advanced Rejuvenation, a multidisciplinary clinic with a focus on treating chronic disease, regenerative medicine, functional neurology, and functional medicine. He has written many books, Melatonin, The Miracle Molecule, Methylene Blue, Silver Bullet, It's All in Your Head, Endonasal Cranial Therapy, and he's got another incredible book that is coming out very soon, which we talk about on the show. He also lectures regularly on melatonin, NAD, fasting, and many biohacking techniques. He also created a technique, Functional Cranial Release, FCR, which combines endonasal balloon adjustments with functional neurology. And he teaches this technique to physicians all around the world, which is pretty amazing. He has spent most of his career focusing on finding solutions to the core causes of disease, and how to support healing through natural methods. Some of the conditions that he often sees clinically include degenerative neurological disorders such as Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, autoimmune disease, chronic Lyme, biotoxin illness, and mold illness. He suffered from chronic Lyme and mold illness himself for many years before he uncovered the secret to recovery from biotoxin illness. And he is here to share it all with you today. And for everything that we mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that's over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 518. You guys are going to want to get out your pen and paper. This is a goodie. Let's dive in. John, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. You were last on the show on episode 426, where we were talking all about melatonin to reverse aging, fight disease, boost immunity, and rebalance your hormones and enhance your fertility. And a question that I asked you last time, I'm going to ask to you again, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, I had, do you know what yuca is? Yuca? No. Yuca. So it's cassava. Oh. Cassava and yuca is the same. And when you buy them as they're natural, it looks like big, long potato, but a little bit rougher. And they have like 
kind of like a waxy texture to them. They're a very powerful prebiotic starch and they don't have the, the same sugar release. So they're not real high in the carb glycemic index. And so I had that and I had some ground turkey that I cooked. I had like a, a kind of a hearty breakfast because I usually don't eat breakfast, but I fasted for three days and broke my fast. I think it was Sunday, Sunday morning. So I had a big breakfast Sunday. So I'm kind of in this refeeding where I'm having a, a larger breakfast, having lunch and dinner and uh, trying to get more calories in. Because what happens is that when you fast, your body kind of breaks all of its cells and tissues down. So if you don't have that powerful refeeding mechanism, then you don't get all the benefit from fasting where your body is releasing all these stem cells and it wants to regrow muscle. And so you always want to kind of take advantage of that other side of fasting, which is kind of where I'm at right now. So what inspired a three-day fast? It was kind of spontaneous. I wasn't really terribly hungry on, I think it was like uh, Thursday, right? So I woke up I and I, as I typically do, I missed, I skipped breakfast. And I don't think I was really crazy about the lunch that I brought. I usually bring lunch and cook it up. And I got home and I just got busy and I'm like, you know, I feel pretty good. So then I followed it up with a couple more days. Interesting. I do not think I could do a three-day fast right now. I feel like I need all of the extra nutrients and support, but it's fascinating. It's really fascinating. And something else that I wanted to share with the audience is my dad was recently diagnosed with stage one prostate cancer, and he started diving into a bit of research, which for him, he has never been interested in health. I have been, you know, such a wellness advocate for 13, 14 years now. And I've been sharing some of the things I've learned along my way with him, but kind of, he's not been interested at all. And it's taken this diagnosis for him to actually be interested in health and to come to me and say, can you please support me? And guide me and point me in the right direction. Anyway, he started doing some reading and research and he sends me a message and says, what's this methane blue stuff? Should I be taking it? And for my dad to say something like that, I had to pick my jaw up off the floor. But I was really, yeah, I was really impressed that he had discovered this. So you are a bit of an expert on methane blue. Can you please talk to us about what is it? What does it do? Give us a little bit of a methane blue 101. Sure. Well, first of all, I'd like to say I'm sorry that your father has that diagnosis. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of friends and patients come down with this, develop this, and seems to be more prevalent right now. And there's probably some triggers that are having to do with that. I suspect there might be some involvement with the vaccination, personally. My physician assistant, um, who's also a podiatrist that's been with me for almost 10 years, came down with brain cancer. And he's literally like, he just got out of the hospital. I got a message from him a couple of days ago. And he says, you know, I'm looking at the mirror. I don't understand this Frankenstein scar across my head. And I'm like, I just feel terrible. But I mean, he got the boosters and the whole nine. And I have a really close friend and his wife has three family members that all got vaccinated and they're all, they all have cancer. And so 
it's just interesting, you know, what's what's going on with with this. So, and this all can tie into methylene blue very nicely because methylene blue does have an ability to augment some of the negative consequences from the spike proteins. So we found it to be really helpful for COVID. In fact, we were using it both intravenously as well as orally with light therapy with um, a combination of colloidal silver. And in our clinic, we also will do protocols with this both at home and also in the clinic for a variety of different other infections, including Lyme and Bartonella and Epstein-Barr virus and, and such and AIDS and herpes and all of those seem to respond really well to that combination. And so to answer your question, what is methylene blue? How does it work? This is really fascinating and it's, and it's a bit of a deep dive. So for people listening, you know, we might get a little bit caught up in some science here. So this might be something that you might want to re-listen to. And I think it's worth it, you know, for, for anybody to understand this and to understand the concepts that we're going to be talking about, because it can really make a difference for you to kind of understand a lot of other aspects of health and healing. But methylene blue was developed in the late 1800s. And the idea of it being used as a medicine was pioneered by a scientist. His name was Paul Ehrlich. And he won the Nobel Prize for discovering that methylene blue could kill malaria. And at the time, it was a big deal because it was one of the main headwinds for various militaries going into a lot of third world countries and the expansion of the United States and other countries that were kind of going in and, and taking over and they were getting infected and there was very little that was working. And so before that, methylene blue got its name as a stain because methylene blue has an affinity to get into cells very easily. It's what's called lipophilic. And so it can be very quickly absorbed through a cell membrane. And so it particularly has an affinity to the mitochondria. And so this makes methylene blue a terrific stain for brain tissue or any type of tissue that has a high metabolic turnover where it requires a lot of what's called mitochondria. So mitochondria are these structures that are in the cell that take oxygen and glucose and create energy in the form of ATP. And this energy is what fuels all of the different systems in the body. And without this, we wouldn't be able to survive. So mitochondria have a certain amount per cell, and it depends on, like, for instance, your heart cells may have thousands of mitochondria, whereas there may be cells that are in other parts of your body and organs that may be just in the hundreds. There are some areas in the nervous system that have millions of mitochondria. Specifically, the most dense is in the substantia nigra, which is the area of the brain that goes south with Parkinson's, has one to two million mitochondria per cell. And so what this means is that these are cells that require a tremendous amount of continuous energy in order to do their job. And so if we wanted to introduce methylene blue into somebody's body, it would migrate into these mitochondria. And so then if we were to dissect something, we would see very bright blue outline of the more metabolic cells. And so then it was used in this fashion early on, and that's where it got its name. But 
after Paul Ehrlich discovered this with malaria, they went on to discover how it worked. And it then got the, the, it coined the name magic bullet because he was talking about a substance that had far reaching benefits to the body, but yet left the body unharmed. And so the word magic bullet was literally coined for this substance, methylene blue. So how does it work? Methylene blue, like I said, it, ha it has a lipophilic, so it can get into the cell. It can cross into the membranes. And so it has no problem getting in the cell, which is really unusual for antioxidants. So like CoQ10, creatine, alpha lipoic acid, some of these other antioxidants, very difficult to get it into the cell. So they're, they're hard to dose people and to supplement people. Methylene blue goes very quickly. And so it's also very well absorbed orally although it can turn your mouth really blue unless, you know, we make these squares. Just full disclosure, I'm the scientific advisor for a company called MitoZen Scientific at mitozen.club, and we manufacture a variety of different supplements and nutraceuticals, and we make a product called Lumitol Blue. And so we find this to be a very helpful product in our clinic and also with some of the coaching that we do with, with people distance. And I don't know what I would do without it practicing um, because it has such a, a powerful effect. I know we're kind of throwing a lot at <laughs> the listeners here, but this is the thing that is really absolutely amazing about methylene blue is that once it gets into the mitochondria, it works within the native system of the mitochondria, which is to move electrons. And it acts to both donate electrons and then reaccept it and run it back through its process. And so it can continually donate and accept electrons, almost like you hear about these perpetual energy devices, right? Like these people make these devices that are, could totally disrupt big oil, right? And so I think about some of these free energy devices and the parallel to methylene blue with this, because it's almost like this little tiny free energy device that gets into your mitochondria. And so because it works on this core energy aspect of the cell, it has the ability to affect many different diseases and many different aspects of the body, its capacity to adapt to various stressors and overcome them. It also has a great ability for enhancing the brain, such as memory. There's been a lot of studies with degenerative neurologic disorders. It, there's been some evidence showing that it helps clear various proteins like alpha-synuclein and beta-amyloid and tau protein, which is a real big deal. If anybody's been kind of following what's going on with degenerative neurologic disorders and the accumulation of all these proteins, this is a really big deal. Super interesting. Super interesting. So you've spoken about how powerful it is. But what actually is it? What is it? Where does it come from? Can you talk a little bit about that? How is it made? Where does it come from? So it's synthetic. It's manufactured, right? And this is the one interesting aspect of it, especially considering I'm a naturopath and chiropractic neurologist. You know, it's like I, I kind of favor things that are more natural and holistic. Methylene blue is a synthetic salt. And it's brilliantly blue. It absorbs red and it, and it reflects blue, right? And this is one of the reasons that you can use red lasers with it to enhance this 
It's called photobiomodulation, which is really amazing. The fact that it's synthetic doesn't bother me as much as it did when I first heard it. Because when you look at what it does, there's been thousands and thousands, probably 150,000 synthetic molecules that have been invented and developed. Nothing has ever been found that works like methylene blue, and there's no negative consequences. So my feelings are that, you know, God put this molecule on this planet for us. You know, I don't think it was an accident that this was developed and that this was provided to us to deal with some of the incredible stressors that we face on this planet. And there's this idea of various nutrients that are thought to be synthetic and not present in the environment, but then they do find that, oh, there is this nutrient, this certain nutrient in this plant and whatnot. And I I suspect that's probably something that's going to happen at some point with methylene blue. It's really interesting because although it's not natural, quote unquote natural, we don't live in a natural environment anymore. We are exposed to so many toxins that we were never exposed to so long ago. And so we've got to do things differently. We've got to mix things up. We've got to try different things because the way that we live, we're exposed to so many more toxins than we have ever been in our entire life. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of the scientific studies that you have come across to really validate the therapeutic effects of this? Oh, sure. So methylene blue can be uh, wonderful for bladder and UTIs. And so, in fact, that was one of the indications that methylene blue had with and still does here in the United States and, and and in Australia throughout the world. Because when you take it, your urine turns like this brilliant blue, which is actually really cool. Although if you're not careful and it's really concentrated, if you're more dehydrated, it can be more concentrated. You can stain things. And so it doesn't create antibiotic resistance as well. So it's something that can be taken every day, which would be much preferred versus what, you know, the standard of care, at least here in the U.S., is antibiotic therapy. And so as we know, there are a lot of negatives to antibiotics and how it affects our microbiome and, and, and has an, a lot of negative effects in the body. So methylene blue has also been shown to be incredibly helpful for neurological conditions as a nootropic. There's been studies, again, with a variety of different degenerative neurologic disorders with methylene blue with some very positive effects. Cancer, there's been a number of studies showing that it helps cancer. And, you know, with cancer, if I could just speak a little bit to that, cancer is a mitochondrial problem. And Otto Warburg in the 40s won the Nobel Prize from discovering kind of basically how cancer works, which is when a cancer cell um, goes from being a normal cell to a cancer cell, it switches the way it makes energy from utilizing the mitochondria to a primitive form of making energy called fermentation or anaerobic glycolysis. This is without oxygen. So aerobic glycolysis is where we utilize our mitochondria and we're using the respiratory transport chain or that electron transport chain and oxygen. And it's very efficient. And so we make about 10 times more energy when we make it through the mitochondria versus when we do it through fermentation. So a cancer cell, they call it the Warburg effect based on Otto Warburg, who discovered this, 
when the cancer cell switches, it loses all of its energy. And so there's a lot of dysfunction that starts to happen at a cellular level. And then you have damage to the DNA and you get this proliferation of the cells. But in essence, the core trigger to that is the amount of stress that occurred at that cell caused it to switch the, the way it make, makes energy. So then you have to ask yourself, what was the stressor that triggered that cell to make that switch? And it was, it's basically inflammation, you know, and inflammation can come from two primary causes with it infection or toxicity or both. It's usually both. And when that stressor is present for a long enough period of time, then the cell then starts to make that, that switch. And cancer is not like an overnight thing. It's something that we develop oftentimes for uh, a decade or two before it actually starts to surface itself. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just you wake up one morning and it's there. Everything you're saying, I'm like thinking about my dad so much because I've been trying to inspire him by living this way for so many years and subtly just, you know, mentioning things to him. But it's taken him this diagnosis to really look and to make some shifts. And he has made really big shifts, which is amazing. But I've seen his lab results, I have seen what his mitochondria is doing. I've seen his cortisol off the charts. I've seen the inflammation in his body. And for him, he really needed to see that and he really needed to have someone kind of explain what was going on for him to really understand, okay, there is a lot of inflammation and it hasn't happened overnight. So is there anyone that this would not be suited for? Talk to me about pregnancy, breastfeeding, or is this kind of something that everyone can benefit from? Well, so there's a dosing aspect. And so the dose is important. And we can talk about that when, you know, we can kind of like maybe when we're finished talking, we can kind of talk about how one might start taking it and the dosing. Pregnancy is kind of interesting. There's some research that suggests that it might be okay. And there's enough research that would tell me to say that if you're pregnant, you probably ought to stay away from it just to be safe. There's a rare genetic G6 genetic disease that could be a risk factor. If you look up the antidepressants and methylene blue, you're going to find a lot of things online that would make you very scared to take it because there was, there was a group of people that were being studied and they were getting a, what's called a thymectomy where they were having their thymus gland removed because there was, it had cancer. And because the thymus is very, metabolically active. We talked earlier about how that would cause a lot of the methylene blue to accumulate there. They used it so that during the surgery, they could see the thymus gland very clearly. And so they used quite a bit. Um, so it was a high dose of methylene blue. And the patients that were on SSRIs, actually, there was five of them that passed. And so there was a warning that was issued with regards to methylene blue and SSRIs. and the Mayo Clinic here in the United States then did their own review and then came out and said, you know, they retracted that warning and they said, hey, if you're having this thymectomy, then you shouldn't take SSRIs at the same time. And the concern is this thing called serotonin storm. We kind of got started talking about some of the studies that have been done with methylene blue. And we, 
there's a few that we could kind of finish up on, but one of them was on as an antidepressant. And it was a large human clinical trial on depression and the results were fantastic. And so methylene blue does work as an antidepressant and it works on similar to an SSRI, but in a different mechanism through nitric oxide. So it's really interesting to look at depression and and we'll circle back to this warning and the thymectomy, but let's kind of rabbit hole into depression because understanding how methylene blue works on depression is really fascinating. When you have an infection, your body releases nitric oxide in order to kind of open up blood vessels and vasodilate so that you can get your immune system into that area, right? We all know if we have an infected throat, you know, it swells up, you know, our nasal passage swells up. If we had an infection in a joint or in our skin or tissues, it's going to get very swollen. And that reactions through nitric oxide. And now nitric oxide has also been shown to be directly correlated to depression. And they've been able to do studies where they administered nitric oxide to people and they found that depression showed up and then they would do things to reverse that. And then depression was directly correlated to this level of nitric oxide. So then if we back up and we think about the fact that infections raise nitric oxide, we might actually start considering that some of the body of research that's showing the evidence pointing to chronic infections causing depression may actually be at the root of an individual's depression. And that methylene blue works on, it's an antimicrobial as well, we, we, can, we can talk about in addition, but it mops up nitric oxide. So methylene blue works to kind of clean up and nitric oxide is good at a level but not so good if it's too high because it's extremely corrosive to the body and it's very stressful on the central nervous system because when you have an oxidized fat molecule that's floating around in your blood and you have nitric oxide act on it it it, it activates something called a peroxynitrate so for anybody that really wants to understand the most damaging substance to the cardiovascular system go ahead and get on the computer and and research peroxynitrate it's like the worst and so this is what happens with people that have out of control cholesterols but yet are having really high nitric oxide which is usually from a chronic infection now these infections could be in the gut they could be like dysbiosis we can have infections in the gums and the mouth and we can also have chronic infections with poor hygiene of the nasal passage. In addition to like having a chronic Epstein-Barr, we can have candida, right? We can have a candida infection or um, people can have Lyme disease or they can have mold issues. But these are all things to look at. And so I look at these things and I start to consider taking care of our doorways, right? So when I start working with patients and we have this idea of, cleaning these inflammatory triggers up, we start looking at like, let's take care of our nasal passage. Let's make sure that our mouth and oral gingiva is healthy and we don't have issues with our, our teeth and our uh, cavitations in our jaw and we have healthy gums. And then also looking at the gut and making sure we have a balanced microbial situation. And so I know we're kind of rabbit holing all over the place here, but I promised I would kind of go back to this idea of the safety in methylene blue. And so Mayo Clinic retracted their warning with regards to SSRIs 
unless it's having the surgery. And then Canada, the whole country removed that warning, but the, the RFDA did not. I don't know why. And this is something you really want to talk to your doctor, right? I'm not giving you medical advice. I can tell you that we've been using it in lower doses with people that are on SSRIs. We've seen people take psychedelic medicines that act on serotonin, microdosing psilocybin. A lot of the things that you might read online that would absolutely frighten you think that you're going to drop dead from serotonin storm if you do some of these things just aren't true. So you do want to be careful. It is dose dependent. With that said, I'll let you kind of lead from here. (laughs) What can it do for environmental toxins like glyphosate, heavy metals, and all the things that we're exposed to in our modern world? You mentioned before that it probably you wouldn't advise a pregnant woman to be taking it, but is it something that everyone can take just for these heavy metals, glyphosate, the things that we are exposed to living in this modern world? Can you answer that question and tell us who is it definitely not for? Well, it may have a place with everybody, you know, and it might be something that's cycled. Again, there's the genetic G6 um, SNP that might be a consideration. It's very, very rare. Pregnancy, we talked about that. As far as detoxing, methylene blue is a mitochondria activator, right? It's not really a binder. But whenever you increase your energy levels, then there's a level of housekeeping that can occur. And so when we look at like, say, fasting, When we stop eating, we stop using all of our energy to digest food and metabolize through our liver and whatnot. Our body then starts to switch into doing some cleansing. And this is similar to when we upregulate our energy levels through the mitochondria with something like methylene blue is we can get some detoxification. I know in our first interview, we talked about melatonin and for like heavy metals, I think melatonin can be very, very powerful. And both melatonin and methylene blue are incredibly neuroprotective. And so I think that they both should be supplemented with anybody going through any type of heavy metal detox, because as you start to purge these metals out of your brain and body, they can have some exposure, right? And so having that neuroprotection and then using something like a glutathione suppository, like the one that we produce called Glutamax can wrap around heavy metals and chaperone them out of the body. And that's one of the reasons that we produced the suppository Sandman that has both melatonin and glutathione in it. Yeah, interesting. My husband's done all of that. He is a massive fan of all of your products. He was actually taking it for a while and it was so interesting. You know, he'd have blue all over his teeth and it's hilarious. The first time he did it, he was like, okay, I need to really be mindful of how I'm taking this. But he was actually advised by a friend and a physician that he was better off focusing on protocols that had longer validation in clinics as opposed to this, it doesn't have as strong a validation or as many scientific studies as some other protocols. How would you respond to that? Well, That's not true. Methylene blue has been around for a long, long time. I mean, since the late 1800s, it has a long track record. And there are people that have been on methylene blue for decades, and there's not been any reports of of anything, you know, negative. So 
I don't know where this doctor's getting their information. One reason that he might have said that is because you've got methylene blue is all of a sudden kind of like busted out into like kind of the biohacking world as like a nootropic and so forth. And so some of your old school practitioners, sometimes, you know, they may be looking at these things and it's just different, you know? So when things are different and they're new, sometimes it takes a while before people get a little more comfortable with it. But I can tell you, we've been using it for a few years now and I, I have no problem with, with it at all in that respect. Let's talk about dosage now. Does it depend on what you've got going on? What is a safe dosage for someone to start? Talk to us about that. So a half a milligram to four milligrams per kilogram of body weight is kind of the scale that we want to kind of stick to. And there might be some situations where we may want to do something on the lower end daily. And then there may be days where an individual may benefit from a higher dose to deal with certain types of stressors. And so the dosing could be kind of played around with a little bit. I find that everybody's a little bit different. And some people find higher doses such as 80 milligrams, 150 milligrams, 170 milligrams in a day tends to work really well for them. And then I find some patients that, you know, 20 to 40 milligrams works good for them. I've also seen reports from people saying that they feel better when they take time off, you know, like they may take it for even a couple of days and then take a couple of days off. Some people might find um, if they take it for a few weeks and then they take a few days off. So taking breaks at certain intervals seems to be of benefit because the methylene blue can kind of start to accumulate. And that's different for everybody because we all kind of metabolize it a little bit differently. The half-life of methylene blue is about 12 hours. And so you'll see it in your urine. And once your urine gets clean, you know your body has like fully kind of cleared that. And so then you kind of know your system because some people literally like two or three days later, they're still peeing blue. And so this is an individual that may not want to necessarily dose the same dose every day. Yeah, super interesting. And so pregnancy, we'd stay away from it. What about breastfeeding? This is kind of like an unknown for me. I would err on the side of safety with that. Yeah. Yeah, same. Definitely. I think with these sorts of things, yeah, just err on the side of safety. I absolutely love that. Is there anything else that you think that we should know about it? Well, I love talking about methylene blue as it relates to its ability to interact with light. And there's an aspect in your mitochondria, which we talked about, where the electrons are moving through four basic proteins, right? And the proteins are named based on one, two, three, and four. And the fourth protein complex is called the cytochrome oxidase. And cyto is cell, chrome is light. So cytochrome, meaning that there's some aspect of light that this particular part of this, this step in this making of energy has the ability to use either an electron or a photon. And so an electron is physical matter and a photon is not. It's a unit of energy that's light. 
right? That's not matter. There's nothing there. It's a wave, right? It's really fascinating to think about it like that. And so the sun showers photons onto our planet and we have the ability to harness the photons and make energy from those photons. And so when we look at light therapy and being able to harness it and utilize it in our body, a lot of that is based on the absorption of those lights, right? Because many of the lights are blocked because that's what our skin is designed to do is to protect us from the sun. So it blocks the sun. So most of the different rays don't make it past the first millimeter of skin. But there's certain bands and frequencies within these light that do penetrate deeper into the body. Like the near infrared is the more deeply penetrating lights. And so there's going out in the sun. You know, one of my favorite things to do on the weekends is to take methylene blue and spend the day out on the boat. And I mean, I just really feel fantastic and I can feel the difference. Um, if one can't get out in the sun, then there are various types of light therapy that they can enjoy, like laser therapy. A lot of doctors utilize that. If you are dealing with a, an injury, then you might benefit from taking methylene blue when you go in for your laser therapy. Um, red light panels, which are very popular. A lot of people are getting these LED panels, and those can be enhanced quite um, dramatically with the use of methylene blue prior to um, going in front of those. And then there's also like incandescent lights that can be really powerful that you can get for different types of saunas. So it's the name of it's called photobiomodulation. And there's a variety of substances that tend to be synergistic with different types of lights. And I'm actually in the middle of writing a book called Light Hacker's Guide. You are really taking a deep dive into all these different aspects of light. But methylene blue out of everything is really the most powerful. Mm -hmm. So interesting. And I'm so glad you brought up light. I think it is so underrated. It is such a low-hanging fruit for so many people. We are completely divorced from nature. We spend so much time inside. We don't even let our eyeballs see the morning sun and it's affecting every cell in our body. So I am so passionate about this. My daughter and I, every lunch, we are outside in the nude eating our lunch in the sun. So for us, we feel that difference. Like it literally charges my cells. It charges my batteries. And so for us, being outside in nature, seeing the sunrise, seeing the sunset, really makes such a big difference on our physical and our mental health. And I think we need to take it more seriously. We are inside way too much. We are exposed to artificial light way too much. We're looking at artificial light till 10 o'clock at night. And these are just simple tweaks that we could make that would really move the needle in our health. Like just get rid of all of the junk light in your home and get outside more. It's really simple. And it could really move the needle in our health. You know, for my dad, his skin never sees the sun. His feet never touch the earth. Unless he comes to our house and I force him to come to the beach with me and to take his shoes off, his feet are always in shoes and socks and his body is always covered. And he wears sunglasses. The most he probably gets exposed to the sunlight is from walking from his car to the house or something like that. 
And I've been talking to him about light and really inspiring him to get a bit more light into his life. And he's really interested. So I just think it's a really important piece that we have to mention because it's a low-hanging fruit and can really move the needle for a lot of people's health. Yeah. And now that he's interested in methylene blue, maybe he'll have a reason to go out in the sun because it's like, hey, we want to enhance this effect. And it makes it a little bit more interesting. So I have a feeling that that might change for him. Definitely. Definitely. You can suggest, I wrote a book on methylene blue and you can find it at methylenebluebook.com. And so you can send that to him and he can kind of dive into it and, and wrap his head around it a little bit more. Mm, absolutely. I would definitely will. I would love to shift gears now. And I've got a couple of rapid fire questions for you. But before we do that, I have to compliment you on your skin. When I look at your skin is so radiant and dewy and flawless. Firstly, can you share how old you are? And secondly, can you tell us what you do for your skin besides, you know, eating well and things like that, if there's anything else that you do? Yeah, well, thank you for that compliment. So melatonin, I believe, has been a huge benefit with my skin. And I'm 53. And my skin definitely looks better now than it did even 10 years ago. I've been a sun child since I was a kid. I grew up in Hawaii. And I mean, I used to teach sailing. And I mean, my, my face was a scab during the summer, you know, so I've had a tremendous amount of skin damage, uh, sun damage. But I take melatonin, uh, higher doses of melatonin. I know we, d we dove into it. Anybody that's kind of interested in understanding the mechanisms with melatonin um, can see my book on Amazon at Melatonin Miracle Molecule, but also our podcast. I think we talked about it. We can, they can go back and listen to that. But the melatonin works on the gut as well. And your gut is an expression of your skin. So you have a healthy gut, you have healthy skin. So taking melatonin makes a big impact on your microbiome. It allows your gut to be and the gut walls to be healthy and thick. You see a pretty dramatic difference in the skin. In fact, the research with melatonin on things like psoriasis and scleroderma and a number of different types of skin diseases is, is pretty interesting. And so I, we make a, a melatonin skin cream. I'm not sure if we shared that with you, but it's called Mito Skin. No, that's amazing. It's a face cream that has a large amount of melatonin. It has this antioxidant called a posanin. It has methylene blue in it and resveratrol. And it's in like a kind of a coconut based. And it also has this um, peptide called GHK, the copper peptide. And that stimulates collagen and stem cells in the skin. And you'll find all of those highlighted in various skincare companies, right? So, but I put them all together. I was really looking to just like create like the ultimate cream. But I think that the melatonin is probably what is moving the needle the most for skin. Interesting. So good. I'm definitely going to get some of that cream because for my husband and I, because we love the sun so much, like he especially is like, oh, I feel like I've got a little bit of sun damage. So 
red light therapy and melatonin, all of those things, it's really important. We love the sun. We love being outdoors as much as possible, but we don't want to get any sun damage. So that is really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. And I'll link to that in the show notes. So one other point too, is when you're taking the higher doses of melatonin, you won't burn. Like I know when I've taken breaks from melatonin and I go out in the sun, it's like, I, I just am like, wow, what, how am I burning? Like I can be all, all day normally and I just turn brown, at least since I've been taking the, the higher dose. When I say higher doses of melatonin, I'm saying like a couple hundred milligrams, right? Or more. But it's so protective to every cell in your body that that expression of protection during the sun is really interesting. And it really proves, you know, to me like that, that melatonin is really working to protect so that stress from the ultraviolet rays, you know, and it, it's able to just basically create this beautiful brown tan without any burning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Last time I asked you if you had a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world, besides your books, I'd love to ask you this question again. What is the book that you would choose? Hmm. Boy, I think Jim Quick, who's a friend of mine, wrote a book called Limitless. And it's a book on how to learn. And I don't believe kids are taught how to learn, right? So it's like, once you can kind of develop that, that foundation of how to learn, then you can go on and really learn. So I think that's a missing component in our education system. So I'm going to go with that book. Now, typically, I would be kind of in lines with something spiritual, the Bible, the Tao Te Ching, you know, something that it's really opens people up to kind of a beautiful spiritual path. But I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Limitless from Jim Quick. Yeah, it's such an incredible book. And I've had Jim on the show. So I'll link to that episode. And I'll also link to episode 426, our melatonin episode that we spoke about. So if anyone wants to dive deeper into melatonin, you can go and listen to that and get your book and check out Jim Quick's episode and his book too. It's so awesome. So thank you for mentioning that. I think I was chatting to another friend about this as well, because I have a daughter and we're talking about school systems and you know, I think for a lot of us, the way we were taught to learn was memorize, just memorize, 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 memorize. And then, you know, you, you think back now and I'm like, oh, I can't remember any of those equations that I memorized in maths class. Like, I can't remember that stuff now. So it's really interesting. I love that Jim teaches that. It's really important stuff, really important. So last time I asked you about your morning routine and I love hearing about people's morning routines. Can you share what you're doing currently? Yes, I'm very happy to share that. So last time we did our show, I was living in a different location. So I've moved back onto Siesta Key, which is this absolutely beautiful beach. It's crystal quartz, like no other beach in the world. And it's just this fine white crystal powder sand. So you want to talk about grounding, like this is the at most epic PEMF grounding, you know, you're just soaking up electrons like crazy. So your mitochondria are just like really happy. So I go to the beach, I, I get on my bike. So I get a little bit of exercise on, on the way to the beach. And then I go and I put my feet in the water, right? So the, the grounding effect when you're kind of, your feet are wet, 
<clears throat> just in the salt water is very, very powerful. So I, I do that grounding and then I set up a little place to sit on the beach. And as the sun comes up, I do some sun gazing and then I do some breath work. And I've been enjoying either Wim Hof's app or an app called Othership. I don't know if you've, have you heard of the app Othership? Okay, so it's a really good breathwork app. There's also one called Breathworks, and it's an X at the end that I was enjoying. So there's a number of, of apps, but I'd really recommend this breathwork routine in the morning is, is so powerful at just setting the stage. And so typically when one does these forms of breathwork, there's some more intense breathing followed by a breath hold and a stillness. And when you get to that level of stillness, it's a great opportunity to kind of do some prayer and some gratitude practice. So you're kind of tying in grounding, photobiomodulation, and kind of sun gazing. And then you have the breath work, which is working on the autonomic nervous system. And then you have your prayer and gratitude, like all wrapped up into one 30-minute morning routine. I love it. In my husband's and I latest book, Time Magic, Reclaim Your Time, Reclaim Your Life, we talk about time magic habit stacking. And that is like the definition of time magic habit stacking right there. I love that. Yeah, doing all those things. So, you know, for me, meditating in the infrared sauna whilst I've got the red lights going on me at the same time. Yeah, get it all going, get it all going. So that sounds really beautiful. Absolutely beautiful morning routine. I've got three rapid-fire questions for you now. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. What is one thing that we can do today for our health? Well, we talked about grounding and sun gazing and something different though, right? Let's, let's like give somebody some different stuff. The biggest thing I would say that I would recommend people not do is consume vegetable oil. So the, I think one of the number one things I would say would be avoid vegetable oils today and you'll be much healthier. They stay in your system up to two years. They're extremely inflammatory. Um, if, I, if I can just throw one more into there, I would say consider a nasal hygiene program such as like an antimicrobial nasal spray like glutostat. I think we, we had some at your household for a while. Yes. Essential oils tend to be, I think, the best. It breaks up something called biofilms and there's been some recent studies that really emphasize this aspect of nasal hygiene and how it sets the stage for a lot of degenerative neurologic disorders like Alzheimer's. Absolutely. My husband is hilarious on airplanes with his nasal hygiene, like especially on an airplane, right? It's just an environment that bacteria and stuff thrives and we don't want that. So he gets on the airplanes and he's got this whole nasal protocol. And then he's like, here, babe. And I'm like, what? what? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, can you just like discreetly put all these things up your nose and around your nose and all these things? But it works. You know, it really works, especially long haul flights. Most people, you know, fly from here to Europe, which is a very long time. And they get off the flight and they're sick. You know, a lot of people are sick. They've got the flu, the coughs, whatever. And literally, if you do this nasal routine, it's amazing. Well, that's why I developed what I call the travel hacker kit, which is the glutostat, which is this kind of sage, oregano, clove, bay leaf 
glutathione and it's a bit spicy, very powerful with the, the nasal. And then there's a oral drop called Boca Zen. And Boca Zen has moringa, ginger, red thyme, clove, oregano. And it's just a really beautiful blend of essential oils that you can maintain a really healthy mouth and gums. And so the combination of those two, I think, when you're flying is, is really epic. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, next question. What is one thing that we can do for more wealth in our life? So more abundance in finances, with our career, in all areas of our life? Well, so a friend of mine is from your neck of the woods, Rhonda Byrne, and she wrote a book and did a movie called The Secret, right? And she's become a very close friend of mine. I've been out to her house in Ojai, in California, probably a dozen times. And I've got a chance to spend a lot of time with her and actually practice a lot of what she teaches. Joe Dispenza does some really interesting meditations on manifesting as well that is really in line with this, this idea of going into this deep state of gratitude for already receiving versus looking at, I want this, right, as projecting it as something in the future that you don't have. And so this universal truth of abundance, basically, it, it's, it's a mindset. So the, the universe hears the lack, and so it responds with lack. Whereas if, if one has a idea of something that they would like to manifest, they go into a deep state of gratitude and you fill your heart space with gratitude and you can be grateful for all the things that you have in your life. And then you start to begin to consider something that you would like to create, something that you, you are manifesting and seeing that in great detail and then beginning to bring in the gratitude for already receiving it and really believing that you have it and this is yours, that's the magic secret. And I've done this with some things and I, I, would, I, would, I would say that this is one of the methods I've used to create all the abundance that I have in my life. Mm, that's so beautiful. I love that. Yeah, it's so beautiful. It's really powerful to remember that the universe, if you are constantly putting out the lack or not having, that that's what it responds with, you know? So I love that. Thank you for mentioning that. Last one. What is one thing that we can do for more love in our life? Mm -hmm. That's an easy one. So it's something I've been working on quite a bit recently. And if we want to experience more love in our life, we have to become better at receiving. And I think many times we become very good at giving. Like for me, I'm in the healing arts and showing up at the clinic and working with patients. It's, it's easy to give, right? There's not as much of a risk. There's not the vulnerability because you're the one giving, right? But when you're opening yourself up and your intention is to allow the love to really come in and open your heart to that, that's when I think that you're, you're much fuller to then give from that place. So both allowing yourself to kind of work with receiving love better, I think is a good practice. Yeah, beautiful. So beautiful. Is there anything else that you want to share with us or any last parting words of wisdom? 
Well, you know, as I said in the beginning, that we did definitely get a bit deep into some science. And I think that we covered a lot of good basics within methylene blue. However, there is a lot more that can be talked about. So for those that want to dive deeper into it, I would recommend that, you know, the methylene blue book that I released, look out for the light hackers guide that should be, you know, within the next six months or so. And there's a bunch of really great things there with methylene blue and light. As far as uh, if anybody's interested in finding me, I, you can find me on Instagram at Dr. John Laurence and also drjohnlaurence.com. We have events that we do in Sarasota, Florida, and we have a clinic. We see patients that, that fly in quite regularly for a variety of different um, conditions. And our website at the clinic is advancedrejuvenation.us. Mm, beautiful. I'll link to all of that in the show notes for everyone to dive deeper. I feel like you're very prolific with your books. I feel like every time I speak to you, you're like, just wrote another book. And your books like aren't, you know, just little books. They're, they're deep and a lot of science. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's important. And that's what people really want to see these days. You know, a lot of the things I talk about would be really considered woo, you know, and it's been a long road because I've been, I've been a naturopath and chiropractor for 30 years. So you can just imagine, I mean, I, I came up with a manual on exercise with oxygen 17 years ago. We started doing regenerative injection therapy in the clinic in the form of prolotherapy and PRP way before anybody even really heard about it. So I've experienced a lot of prejudice coming from the the traditionalist, you know, like we had a conversation and you brought something up earlier about a doctor that said, oh, be careful with methylene blue. I think you ought to do some more conservative protocols. And so it's nice to see things changing. I can say that. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything that you have changed your mind about over your time in this industry? What have you changed your mind about? Well, I, it's, there's so many things. I mean, it's been such an evolution. The earlier days for me were straight chiropractic. And, and I really believed that if I could correct the physical body, that everything would work, you know, that all of the chemistry and the, the neurology, it would all balance out by addressing that. And, and then it was, it was a course that I took mainly because I was interested in one aspect of it, but the course was a full year and they went into heavy metal detox and chelation and high dose vitamin C IV and hydrogen peroxide IVs. And it just busted me open to, I mean, they're talking about mercury fillings and amalgams. And then I, I really started to realize how much more can be done for people. And this has been something that continues to open up for me as the potential of the body to heal and how important the mind is. And there's spiritual applications to reality and how some of these things can play an important role in healing as well, which has been probably of the last five or six years has really been opening up to me even more. So it continues to evolve. Yeah, beautiful. As we do. Definitely. 
And I feel like it always shifts as well with the seasons that you're in. Like I'm in such a different season of my life now, being a mother of a two-year-old. It's changed everything for me. You know, the way that I work, the way that I see the world, the way that I move through my day. This is just a completely different season that I'm in. So we're always evolving. We're always growing. We're always changing and shifting. And that's what we're here for. So keep evolving. I love that. Well, do you think that having a child has opened you up to less thoughts of self-preservation and self-interest where then you're kind of getting out of, okay, it's not all about me. And then that kind of opens you up to have that same mindset for everybody, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. It's so beautiful. It's changed every cell of my being, becoming a mother. Like it really, and it makes me emotional. Like yeah makes me emotional, like just even saying it because it has changed every cell in my body and for the better. It's really, it's been such a beautiful thing. The way that I look at everything has changed. I've got completely different set of glasses on now at this phase of my life for this season of my life. And all of this health wisdom and knowledge and life wisdom and knowledge that I have I am so excited to share with her and I know the best way to teach our little people isn't by telling them, it's by embodying it. It's by embodying these practices, by not telling her vitamin D is so good for you. Like I just do it. I get naked and I sit outside and, you know, I'm like, how good does that feel? You know, so embodiment has been such a big thing for me over the past two years because they are watching everything. They're watching your feet, not your mouth. Exactly. And they feel your energy. She doesn't miss a beat. She is so switched on. She does not miss a thing. And I feel like she's a big teacher for me because she's constantly reminding me to live in alignment with my higher self, with my true self. You know, she inspires me so much to be the best version of myself for me and for her. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Like they say children are the best personal development and they really are. They're like, it's personal development on steroids. Yeah. Well, you know, I believe in reincarnation and I believe that there are some beings incarnating right now that are extremely advanced, you know, and I'm hearing that from a lot of my friends who are parents just blown away at the advanced nature of some of these children and how quickly they pick up on things. And so it sounds like you might have that type of situation with your daughter. Yeah, absolutely. And like the energy, the energy is just so clean and light. And I know not everyone feels that. Like there's some people that I encounter and they've got a very heavy energy or a very dark energy and there's a lot there. There's a lot of karma there. And she is, is so light and so clean and so switched on. You know how some parents, they kind of like hide things from their children or like skirt around things? We can't do that. She's just so switched on. And so it's really beautiful to watch her grow and develop. It's so magical. It's just such a beautiful thing to witness. And it makes me want to be an even better version of myself. It makes me want to be even healthier and continue to optimize and to be that example for her and to be able to 
keep running around and crawling around on the floor, you know, like, look at you. You look incredible. Your skin, you are such an inspiration and your vitality and your energy. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, my parents have that when you age, oh, you start to look like this and your back gets sore and you get cancer. And and I'm like, that is not the narrative that I subscribe to. But so many people do subscribe to that narrative. When you age, this is what happens. You get glasses. Like that's what my dad says. Everyone loses their eyesight. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> no, no, that's not, that's not my story. So we get to create whatever it is that we want to create. We get to live our life how we want to live it. We get to do the things that light us up and the health protocols or whatever it is to optimize ourself and we get to choose what we do and it's it's so beautiful to be empowered and educated and i think now more than ever we have so much knowledge at our fingertips with books with podcasts we can literally type in anything and be flooded with so many incredible resources to dive deeper into that particular topic and i know that's what i do as soon as i become fascinated with something like oh red light therapy I'll go and read everything that I possibly can on it. And I think we live in a time where we're very privileged that we get to do that. And so continuously learning, growing, evolving, seeking this wisdom and knowledge from experts like yourself is just such a gift. And we need to keep going, keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, it was very well put. The biology of belief, like Bruce Lipton talks about, you know, in the connection with your belief system and with eyesight, you know, this has been something that's been really fun to play around with personally with exercising your eyes, you know, and and gaining your vision back. So the potential is really much more than you think, you know, for anybody listening to this, you know, just know that the body has an enormous potential to heal. It's just a matter of getting your mind right, getting your spirit right, and getting your energy levels at a cellular level right through removing all of the barriers to that full expression of life force and universal intelligence, which is basically inflammation and making allowing the body to be more resilient and able to adapt. And we talked about some really wonderful tools. You know, we talked about taking care of your doorways, you know, and the mouth, the nasal, and the colon. You know, these are big easy, low-lying fruits. We talked about grounding. We talked about sun gazing. We talked about sleep, light pollution, breath work. I mean, we, we really covered a lot of bases here. We, we talked about methylene blue and melatonin as supplements. This, I think, is a rich podcast for people. So hopefully you took some notes and you're ready to take action. And I'd love to hear from, from everybody, you know, about how this might have impacted them and Uh, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Yes, please do. And I want to thank you so much for coming back on the show again. I absolutely love any time I get to spend with you. You are helping so many people. You are serving so many people. So how can I and the listeners give back and serve you today? Well, just by having me on here and giving me the audience to share is plenty enough. Mm, Beautiful. We're always welcome here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to get your new books. Really excited about that. I'll be looking out for the light one. I'm really pumped for that. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. 
And I'm definitely going to be getting some of that melatonin cream for sure. <laughs> the Mito skin. We'll the, send you a bottle for sure. Thank, thank you so much. <laughs> Next time you see me, I'll be like, woo, glowing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have amazing skin as well, Melissa. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I take care. I take care of it. But yeah, you are goals. You are goals, John. <laughs> thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I hope you are inspired to continue to optimize your health, continue to seek knowledge and wisdom, to read, to listen, to learn, and to apply it to your own life. That is my wish for you, to be a student for life, to continue to grow and learn and evolve, because that is what we are here for. So I really hope you got a lot out of this episode. Go and listen to my first episode with John, all about melatonin, if you want to dive deeper into that. And if you loved this episode, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because that would mean so much to me and it would mean that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that all of my episodes will just pop up in your feed so that you don't have to go searching for a new episode and so you will never miss an episode. Now, come and tell me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini what you got from this conversation. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And before I go, beautiful, I just want to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself, and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.